What's up, what's up, Illini Nation? Ricky Widmer here, back with another edition of Locked On Illini right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Got a great show for you guys today. Going to be taking a look at tomorrow's game. Well, about 24 hours. I'm recording this about in the evening. It's 6.56, so about 24 hours from when I'm sitting down to record this podcast. We will be watching our fighting Illini going up against the Michigan State Spartans on the hardwood for a great, should be one hell of a basketball game. I'm going to give you guys my three keys to victory or three things that the Illini have to do if they want to win tomorrow's basketball game. But before I get into everything, my housekeeping like I usually do, number one, follow us on Twitter. If you've got a Twitter, at Lockdown Illini. That's where when I'm watching games, when I'm putting out new episodes, that is where you're going to get my reactions during games. And obviously, you're going to get the new episodes as they go live um, on our megaphone or anywhere you guys listen. Then you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. Also, make sure to shoot us an email if you do not have um, Twitter. You can shoot us an email at LockdownIllini at gmail.com. I've said for weeks and weeks and weeks now how I want to get a mailbag going. I've got a couple emails over the holiday break, so I'm excited to say that next week we will have our first mailbag for Lockdown Illini. I've had a couple people email me at LockdownIllini at gmail.com. So if you want to join in on the fun, have a question for me that you want answered, two ways you can do that at LockdownIllini on Twitter or LockdownIllini at gmail.com. Should be a great, great time. Also, hope you guys are having a great start to your new years. I'm recording this on January 1st. I hope that it's a great 2020 for all of us as Illini fans. But let's get into it, the meat and potatoes of why you guys are checking out the podcast today, and that is what does Illinois need to do if they want to beat the Spartans tomorrow night and improve to 2-1 and one? in their Big Ten standings. And the big thing, the number one thing that I can, I'm going to go one through kind of three. They're all important, but this is kind of like the most important is it's going to come down to what Illinois does against Cassius Winston tomorrow night because he is what makes this Michigan State Spartan offense go. He's averaging about 17, almost 18 points per game. He's had um, over six assists, Six assists, if I can speak, six to six per game, which it's phenomenal. He's able to not just put the ball in the bucket, but he gets his teammates involved in games and he gets them going very early into games as well. There have been some games where even when he hasn't been going, he's able to dish it out to teammates and then they can put the ball in the bucket and that's how you score points. That's how you win basketball games. But That's exactly what Illinois needs to do. They need to limit Cassius Winston. And when I say that, it doesn't really mean scoring. If you look at the three losses that Michigan State has had this year, I'll try to go in order um, of how they lost these games. The first one was the first game of the year against Kentucky on a neutral court. That was in the State Farm Classic game to open up the year. Cassius Winston had a pretty good game when it came to scoring that one. He had 21 points in that game, but then he also only had four assists 
in the game as well. So that was one where Kentucky did a great job of saying, you know what, we're going to limit everyone else around you. Cassius, you're going to be the one that has to beat us. And that's how they were ending up to win that game. It was a close 69-62 game. Cassius finished with 21. But the leading scorer outside of Cassius was Henry on Michigan State, who only had nine points. So that's the one side. You either let Cassius do it all himself and you limit his passing lane so that he can't really get those assists and get other people involved, or you go the other route. And that's what Virginia Tech, that is what Duke did. Virginia Tech, they did the other route. They only let Cassius Cassius Winston score seven points in their game, two of eight from the field, one of five from beyond the arc. They also went full duty. They didn't even allow him to pass the ball much at all. He only had two assists in that game, so they kind of did the full shutdown of Cash's Winston. Not many times you're going to see him only have seven points and two assists in a game. And then Duke, they went ahead, same thing. They Cassius Winston, 12 points, which isn't terrible. You get to that double-digit mark, and he had seven assists. But if you can keep Cassius Winston, I would say, within that, it's okay if he scores double digits, but if you keep him sub 15 points, so under 15 points, and you don't let him get a ton of assists, you don't let him get the offense going, that's when you're going to have the most success against Michigan State because there are other games where it's like he doesn't need to score a lot of points. He can score 17 points, and he can get other people involved in those games. A game that I kind of look to is I know that it's Oakland, and Oakland's kind of a different Not kind of, they are a different opponent than the Fighting Illini, but Cassius Winston in 29 minutes only had nine points, only had four assists, but Michigan State was able to win 72 to 49. Maybe that's a bad example because you're probably sitting there going, Ricky, come on, we're not even in the same ballpark when it comes to Oakland. They are not even, they, they can't even snuff what we are about to do, but You look at the last two Big Ten opponents that Michigan State has played. Northwestern was one where they did not stop Cassius Winston. He had 21 points in that game, six assists, but they also let Tillman get 15. They let Brown get 11 points for the Spartans. And then Rutgers, they were another team. They let Cassius Winston get 23 points on them, and he got those seven assists. You had... Tillman with 14, Brown with 14, Henry with 12. So it's like, to me, it's almost like a yin and a yang. Which one can you live with? And I know Brad Underwood's kind of his defense is set up to, hey, we're going to turn over the, we're going to have you turn over the basketball. We're going to have it to where we're going to kind of frustrate you. And I think that's the big word. If, If they can frustrate Cassius Winston, and have it to where either he's having a poor shooting night and kind of getting people involved, but he's not having too much success there. Or it's like, hey, you know what? He's got 17, 18 points, but it's just him scoring and nobody else is scoring and making buckets for the Michigan State Spartans. That's kind of where Illinois needs to sit. And that's why I say limit Cassius Winston, because it's really hard to do what Virginia Tech did and kind of take him out of the game almost completely, but if you can limit him, either not have him have a big night in the scoring column or not have him 
get the flow of the offense underway, Illinois could have success in this basketball game. But we're going to take a short break. When I come back, I'll have key two for you guys. What's the second thing Illinois needs to do if they want to win this basketball game? So don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, Illini Nation, into the podcast. Let's get right into it. The second key, the second thing that Illinois has to look at if they want to win this basketball game tomorrow against the Michigan State Spartans is they got to rebound the basketball. And the reason why I say that is overall this season, Illinois has been a very good rebounding basketball team. When you look at the Michigan win. I'm focusing on that one because it was a win. That was one where we out-rebounded the Michigan Wolverines. And also we had a lot of offensive rebounds in that game. We had 15 offensive rebounds, six of them coming from the big guy, Kofi Coburn. But I mean, we were able to get second chance points with those offensive rebounds and we out-rebounded our opponent. You look at the Maryland game, which yes, it was a heartbreaker. We lost it in the last second, but that was also another game. We out-rebounded our opponent. We had 31 total rebounds. They had 26 total, or I'm sorry, 41 total rebounds. They had 39 total rebounds. We out-rebounded them on the defensive end, 31, compared to their 26 um, defensive rebounds. And even if you kind of look back further than that, like Arizona, a game we lost, we got out-rebounded in that game. You look at the Miami game, we were able to out-rebound Miami, but they just had a phenomenal performance out of um, likes in that game, and that one also was one where Illinois just didn't look like Illinois early in that game. But you even look at the Missouri game that that happened most recently. Like, Illinois got out-rebounded 36 to 32 and Missouri grabbed 23 defensive rebounds compared to Illinois 20 and we let the Missouri Tigers get 13 offensive rebounds compared to our 12 we were grabbing offensive rebounds too but we let them get 13 offensive rebounds 13 times we let them get a second chance at putting the ball in the bucket and Michigan State is a team they rebound the ball fairly well. Overall, this this season, Illinois has averaged 41.2 rebounds per game. That hasn't come down much, even though the last few games, I know the Missouri game, like I said, we were under that threshold. We're ranked 34th in all of college basketball in rebounding. Michigan State is in our ballpark, though. They're not a ton more. They're not a lot of rebounds more than us, only 42 Point eight for them. It's still more than us, but they jump up all the way to the 11th best rebounding team by the numbers in all of college basketball. And I think that this game 
a big part of it is going to be how it looks between the big men, the two big men for Illinois and Michigan State, because we all know our leading rebounder is Kofi Coburn. He grabs about 9.7 if you round up almost 10 rebounds per night. He's a guy that early on was averaging a double-double when it came to points and rebounds in the games we're playing, but Michigan State also has a guy in Xavier Tillman who averages the same thing. He's at 9.9 points per game. That means he is averaging almost 10 rebounds also. So to me, it's going to come down to which team, first off, which team grabs more rebounds, but also with Xavier Tillman versus Kofi Coburn. Which one of those two guys are going to grab more rebounds and which team is going to get more offensive rebounds in this game. The team that can grab more offensive rebounds when it comes to this one is probably going to win this game. And yet again, I'm going to circle back. Just let's see from the from the numbers how Michigan State looked in each of their losses when it came to rebounding, when it came to the Kentucky game. Yet again, like I said, first game of the year, so you want to take a little bit of like a grain of salt with it because it's this team has evolved over non-conference play, but they were out-rebounded. 25 for Kentucky, 23 for Michigan State. Tillman grabbed seven boards in that game. Kentucky kind of hit, hit them with a lot of guys. They had uh, Sestina, who had six rebounds. They had Quickly, who had five. They had Maxi, who was coming off the bench in that game, who also had five. So they kind of had... More guys contribute to that 25, where Michigan State, most of theirs, the majority of theirs, came from Tillman. Then when you look at the Virginia Tech game, Virginia Tech, wow, Virginia Tech got out-rebounded 43-27, to but they were able to overcome that. And a big reason why is I'm going to leave that for my third key, but they were able to or overcome, I should say, Tillman, who had 14 boards in that game. Yes, he had 14 boards, but he had nine points, five turnovers in that game. So he was hauling them in, but he was also giving up the ball a little bit. He wasn't putting the ball in the basket. So that's one game where, okay, maybe a little bit outside, the other team was able to overcome it. And then Duke, they out-rebounded Michigan State by two boards. They had 34 Michigan State had 32, but on the defensive end, defensive end is where Duke won. They had nine rebounds all th- from Kerry. That's where most of theirs came from. Michigan State, though, had 11 offensive boards in that game, and Tillman was very, very active in getting five of his eight boards came on the offensive side, and he had 20 points in that game. That was a close 87 to, I'm going to say close, 87 to 75 game because they pushed or they pulled away with that game a little bit later. But yeah, Illinois, we need to control the rebounding. Like I could see an oppor- like I could see an opportunity where we get out rebounded, but if our offense is strong enough, we can overcome that. But with how Illinois has been this season, we have not been a team where Yep, you can expect Ayo DeSumo is going to have this per night. You can expect Kofi to have this per night. And because there's a little bit of uncertainty 
with our guys and their scoring, I'm just going to take our three leading scorers and use that as an example right now. You look at Kofi Coburn, and he's usually you're sitting there going, okay, he's going to be a guy who hits his average, but then you also had it to where, okay, how do you explain the Maryland game then where he had nine? How do you explain even the Arizona game where he had nine? So there's opportunities. I mean, in the old Dominion game, he only had 11. So it's like there are those games where we haven't been hitting our stride. Same thing with Ayo Desumu, the Hawaii game, the Grand Canyon game, the Maryland game. Didn't have scoring outputs like we thought he did or like we thought he would have. Andre Felice, if you told me going into the Missouri game that he was going to have zero points and only have four shots and play 16 minutes, I would have thought you were crazy in that game. Um, same thing with Old Dominion. If you told me he was going to have four po- or six points, two assists, three boards in 24 minutes, I would have thought you were crazy because the games before that, 19, 16, 11, 13, he was putting up points. And these are our guys where... When the points aren't going, we need to supplement that on the defensive end. We need to, A, supplement that on the defensive end by getting rebounds. We have to also supplement that on the offensive end with rebounds to give us more opportunities in case those don't go in. We put them in the bucket also. So rebounding is going to be key number two. We're going to take one more break here. When I come back, I'm going to give you my final key for the Illini, what they need to do in order to win in East Lansing against the Michigan State Spartans. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this. All right, Illini Nation, let's close out the podcast taking a look at our final key, the last thing that Illinois needs to do if they want to beat the Michigan State Spartans tomorrow night um, in East Lansing. I said that last segment, and I almost questioned myself. Yes, it is in East Lansing tomorrow night, but I kind of struggled with this last one, and the reason why... I struggled with it is because they both had to do the two keys I was thinking about offensively. They were both offensive keys. And the first one that I didn't go with, that's why I'm bringing it up first, is, oh, they need to start the first half and start the second half out strong. But then I was thinking about it, and I was taking a look at each of the losses that Michigan State has had this year. They've all had one thing that's been... And I don't want to say this has been the reason why they've lost these games, but they've all had this one common similarity for every single one of their losses. And I'll I'll just go through them. The first one, the leading scorer for Kentucky, Tyrese Maxey, and he had 26 points. Then you look at the loss against Virginia Tech. Landers Nolly the second, 22 points. Then you look at the Blue Devil game, and this is the one that kind of sits on the outside because they had two guys that did this, but uh, Carey Jr., I think it's Vernon Carey Jr. Yep, Vernon Carey Jr., 26 points. Each team that has beaten the Michigan State Spartans this year has had at least one, I say at least one player, that has scored over 20 points in that game. And I say at least one because Duke had two. They had Kerry Jr. who had 26, but they also had Trey Jones, who had, I believe it was a career high for him. He had a double-double. Well, both of them, Kerry Jr. and uh, Trey Jones, 
had double doubles. They just did it different ways. Kerry Jr. had 26 points, 11 boards. Trey Jones had 20 points, 12 rebounds. So they both had double doubles, did it different ways. But each team had at least one person who had over 20 points. So part of me kind of looks at this game and I go, okay, either Kofi Coburn, Ayo DeSumo, or Andres Feliz. One of those three guys has to go off for 20 points in the game. And there's a part of me that says either Kofi or Ayo, because those are our top two guys. Those are the guys that are leading the team. Andres Feliz doing a great job this year. Trent Frazier doing a great job this year. Even Georgie doing a great job. But those three guys, Andres, Trent, and Georgie, we're not expecting them in a game to, if we need to, we don't expect them to be like, hey, Trent Frazier is going to be our guy. He's going to be our 20-point scorer in this game. That's why I'm going to limit it to two. Kofi and or Ao have to go for 20 points in this game. They both they don't both have to do it. They don't have to do a Vernon Carey and a Trey Jones, but they have to be able to go ahead and do it. And I kind of lean more on Ao. And the reason why I lean more on Ao is in each loss, there's even a bigger common denominator. Yes, that they've had a 20 point guy on the opposing team, but Look at the position that some of those guys play. Tyrese Maxey, guard. Landers Nally, the third, guard. Trey Jones, guard. They've had three guards in those losses go for at least 20 points against them. You also look at the three-point percentages. Maxey went three of seven against Michigan State. Nally went four of six from beyond the arc. Trey Jones only took five. He's not a three-point shooter. Two of five from beyond the arc in that game. I almost say, like, I add Kofi Coburn because I believe that he could go for 20 points in this game, but I almost want to kind of switch. I, I kind of want to modify this key and almost say that Ayo Desumu has to go for 20 points in this game. Ayo Desumu has to take over this game if we want to win. And the reason why I kind of say that is look back to the Michigan game, because I think the Michigan game is going to be a lot of, if we can do the same things we did in that game against Michigan state, we should be able to win. And what's going to happen, like, and the reason why I almost went with, starting out strong and starting out each half strong is because the crowd is also going to play a factor in this game where the Michigan game was different because we were playing at the State Farm Center and we had the crowd behind us. Where this, we're in East Lansing, we're not going to have that mostly Illini crowd behind us. It's mostly going to be a white and green crowd out there in East Lansing like it should be, but You look at that Michigan game that we won. We checked all these similar boxes where the rebounds, we out-rebounded them 44-28, to and we had 15 offensive boards that are six offensive boards. When it came to scoring, yeah, Kofi Coburn only had 19, but I would even say 19 is close to 20. I would say that we could beat Michigan State even if our leading scorer is Kofi Coburn or Ayo DeSumo 
with 19 points because we got enough points off the bench from other people. And then when you look at the other side of things, the big thing that people were talking about in that game is, yes, Teske had 16, but it wasn't an easy 16. And also there were guys like Simpson and Brooks who weren't able to get going. Like Brooks had 12 points, but it wasn't an easy 12 points. Simpson only had nine points in that game. So, I mean, that's a lot, like a lot of similarities here. Now, the one thing that this key has that Michigan didn't is Cassius Winston, like Cassius Winston, that first one. That's why I brought it up to begin the podcast, because it's the most important one. Cassius Winston can change this game. He can change the outcome. If we don't limit him, we don't win the game. But if we're able to limit him, if we're able to out-rebound the Spartans, all that leaves left is the easy, like the most obvious part. I was going to say the easiest part, but the most obvious part. Put the ball in the bucket. And in order to do that, Kofi Coburn or Ayo DeSumo, more likely I'm going to lean towards Ayo, have to be a 20-point game guy. Like, would, would I be mad if it was Andre Felice? No, but somebody's got to be that guy. Somebody has to carry the scoring load and make sure Illinois gets its points because I'm telling you, if we're going to win this game, one of them has to have 20 and then the rest of them have to have, and by the rest of them, I mean like Kofi, Andres, and maybe one other person have to have double digits in this game because this is one where it's either going to be a low scoring game because the defense is high or it's going to be a kind of like 87 to 70 something game where I don't think either team scores more than 80 points to win this game, but we've got to have someone carrying the offensive load. We got to have somebody going off offensively yet again, leaning towards AO because we need to be able to, by doing that, it will shut down the Michigan state crowd. So those are my three keys limit Cassius Winston out rebound Michigan state and then AO DeSumo or Kofi Coburn have to go for 20 points in this game. But let me know what you guys think. Either hit me up at lockdown, Illini, lockdown, Illini at gmail.com, or you can hit up my personal Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Let me know your keys. Um, you can tweet at me during the game. I'll be watching this one um, tweeting from at lockdown, Illini. So you can, uh, reply to me on Twitter, interact with me on Twitter. Love to do that during games with you guys, but that really does it for here. Don't forget mailbag next week. Get your questions in for that at lockdown, Illini, lockdown, Illini at gmail.com. Again, hope you guys are having a great start to your new year. Can't wait to watch this game tomorrow, um, and kind of react with it with you guys, but that's going to do it for today. And this podcast, as always have a good day, everybody.